Sydney Crosby. Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. Brand new, new and improved. Actually, it's the same old show, but now it's on YouTube. Whoa, You dude. can watch, and thanks to Gump for that beautiful, beautiful intro because we can't play copyright music on YouTube, and the intro on the podcast does feature a little sample of some copyright music. So... You know, who knew we had this? Basically, the nice Justin Bieber. I mean, you can't let that out too often. The Nick. Canadian wonder, our northern pal. Gump, how you doing, pal? Good. Hockey's booming. We're booming. It is booming. No Penguins. A- Penguins, great game last night. We'll get into that in a little bit. Hopefully, when AQ joins us here in a little bit, if you're watching along, you see the big bald stooge is not with us at the moment. He's moving. He's moving back from Tampa to Arizona. His house is a wreck right now. He needs some time. So we'll see if he's able to join us a little bit later in this episode. But, Gump, but we got to talk about this to start off the show. We have Marc-Andre Fleury on. Legend. Absolute legend. Not on this show, of course. We don't get that kind of booking. Hey, one day. <laughs> Maybe. Gotta one start day. somewhere, we'll pull, pal. We'll pull three-times cup champ Marc-Andre Fleury. But he was on Pat's show. And uh, Pat made a, a hefty little wager with old Math with the flower. He said, listen, I know you've been trying to score a goal for years. You put a puck. You stop a puck. You put a puck in the other team's net. You score a goal, Math. $100,000 donation to the charity, foundation, whatever it may be of your choice. And not only that, the generosity did not end there. FanDuel stepped up. Come on. And they gave us the Pat McAfee special flurry to score a goal, only available on FanDuel. You go to the NHL tab, you go to specials, and bam, it's the only one right there. Mark andre Fleury to score a goal in the 2021 season, plus 10,000. What does that mean, Gump? That's what, a lot what does plus of 10,000 mean if I want to bet a dollar on that? You bet $1, you get $100, my friend. Damn. Those are Damn. juicy odds. What if I want to bet $10 on that? What if I feel really good about math? That's a thousand. Wow. Thousand smackers in my pocket. For nothing. What's ten bucks? And what are you gonna get with ten bucks? The joy, the pure joy of, of being goalie. able to cheer the flower on anytime there's a loose puck in his end with an empty net down the other end. He corrals that thing, he flips it down the ice. It's exhilarating. Now we've got that away. Let's talk business. Jack Eichel and the Buffalo Sabres. Sabres are a dumpster fire, my friend. They absolutely stink. And everyone thought this year things might be a little bit different because Never of the years is. past. Never They've is. They've just been, as you stated, the absolute dumpster fire of an organization. They just recently bring in a new GM recently. They got rid of Jason Botterill a couple of years ago. They get a new coach and Ralph Kruger. They bring in some guys. They bring in Jeff Skinner. He had a great year when they brought him in the first time. Then they pay him. It's not looking so good now. They can't find a, a steady, reliable goaltending solution. They can't find a number one goalie. I just don't know how many times you can start over. You know what I mean? It is tough to potentially think they may be burning it down to the ground again. But they never really got built up, in a sense, to burn it back down. You know, they had Ross Mustalin, the number one pick. Everyone thought he was going to be the next Victor Hedman. That was the comparable. He hasn't. You know, he's been a good player. Yeah. But he hasn't lived up to that expectation. And then there's Captain Jack. He finally gets to see not too long ago. You know, the number change, all this stuff. There was some off-season drama. I forget if it was last off-season or the previous ones. Some tweets potentially hinting at, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be there. But he signed the big deal. Yeah. After his entry-level deal, he signed the, the large contract. I think it was, what is it, the $10 million per year deal for eight years. I think it was the max. Hey, that's a Talking good deal to, in hockey, my friend. 
Yeah, it's a that's great a deal. That's I mean, that's max. That's yeah. max money. That's the most you can get. And you're supposed to be the answer. You're supposed to be the guy. So if they're if they're talking about trading them, are they talking about eating some of the contract as well, or is someone no, look, someone's going to take that on? I yeah, someone would take that on because I don't think you can't eat a contract for that long. Like you technically can, but I don't think like maybe they send some money with him. If you ever want to contend ever, I don't think you can eat any portion of that contract. And he's a good enough player. Yeah. That someone would absorb it, but it's so much money. So uh, the big talk is the Rangers. Always the Rangers. Any any time anything happens like this, the first team is the Rangers. They're, I mean, it's New York, right? Everyone wants to play in New York, and it's especially right now, right? This season they're having that it was supposed to. They were finally supposed to be a team. Yep. And now it's like, and it's not happening. Yeah, it's kind of been. Uh, it's not really hot out the gate. No, uh, a couple flat tires. So you look at their the way the Rangers are constructed though they've recently just bounced out of their rebuild here they're they're on the upward trend yeah definitely and they don't have those big money contracts like a Jack Eichel so they could afford to take that on you know they have Artemi Panarin what's he he's getting? a big deal I had to look it up here to get the exact number but they don't have those massive contracts that are inflated that are going to screw up their cap situation like everybody else does because they're relying on you know Capo Caco the second overall pick yeah. Lafreniere the first overall pick. This past season, they got good players on entry level deals. Uh, Panarin's getting eleven uh, six a year, so he's way up. Jeez, is he? How long till he? Did he come back or still not? He has not come back yet from his leave of absence. He might shut it down for the season. I feel like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they if they start winning games, yeah, I think I'll just I'll come back next year. So there have been some crazy <laughs> situations thrown out there around this Jack Eichel trade situation, and Buffalo fans are not happy either. Because they, I, I think they feel. Remember the race uh, to for that draft where it was McDavid and then Eichel was yeah. the consolation prize, so to speak. Because everyone wanted McDavid, right? He was the guy, and Buffalo had basically an all-out tank for him. They yeah. were bad that year, very, very and they bad. were gunning for McDavid. They end up losing the lottery, and basically, like the the whole like the the language from the organization, the presentation that they had. It seemed like almost upset that they lost out on McDavid instead of excited that they still got Jack Eichel, who was touted as a generational style talent and player. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But it has not worked out so far in Buffalo. This is they they've tried uh, stacking some talent around him. It hasn't been like premier grade A talent, but they've brought in some guys. Um, I, I think of Kyle Poso, yeah. the Jeff Skinner situation, uh, and. It just hasn't worked out. So now the thought is, okay, let's maybe we move Eichel, burn it down, and start over again. But fans are pissed. They're calling for Ralph Kruger's head, the coach. They're calling for Kevin Adams' head, the GM. It's just too much losing. They can't take it anymore. If you move Eichel, you're going to get a good return. Now, the rumors out there have been wild with the names that have been thrown of what it would take from the Rangers to get Jack Eichel. There's, there's talk of... Uh, usually when you talk about a trade for a big name in the NHL, you yeah. talk about it based on if it's not a straight-up one-for-one trade with other things thrown in to just you know fluff it up a little bit. You're talking about uh, a team trading a player, unloading them for a player, a prospect, yeah. and a pick. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of the standard. Routine. Yes. But this is a little bit more than that. It's Jack Eichel, right? This is a second overall pick. This is a guy who can score goals. This is a guy who is a captain. He was supposed to be the the franchise, basically. So it's going to be a little bit more than that. But what the what was thrown out there with the Rangers was like Mika Zibanejad, uh, Adam Fox, the stud defenseman they have. 
uh, Capococco, the second overall pick from a couple years ago. Yep. Uh, and, and a couple other names, and then picks on top of that. And I'm just like, it's just not going to happen. No. no one's going to gut their franchise like that for Jack. Because what Jack was supposed to be yeah. isn't quite what he is. No. You dig into Jack Eichel a little bit and what he's done, and I understand he's been in Buffalo, and I understand he hasn't had the best supporting cast and the best situation around him. But, I mean, McDavid, what he's done with the Oilers, like, they haven't surrounded him with much either. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. And you could make the argument he got Dreisaitl and he's had Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yep. And Dreisaitl, Dreisaitl wasn't always the guy he is now, though. No, He didn't not come in all. and just just rip the league apart like that to shreds. He he became that player. McDavid had to do it for a little bit without him. Yep. And he's shown that he still could do it without him in the sense of the numbers that he puts up. Eichel... This season, okay, he's got 15 points in 18 games, but only two of those are goals, okay? He's not exactly had the goal-scoring power and prowess that I think most people thought he would have coming into the league. Last year was the only season in the league, and it was arguably his best season. It was his best season points-wise. Yeah. It was the only season he broke 30 goals. And this is now his sixth season in the league. He's been over a point a game twice in his career. And he's had some injury. He's missed some time due to injury. So when you're selected second overall and you're touted as the guy right behind Connor McDavid, and for a while, for a, there was a lot of talk that it was like, listen, we know McDavid's going to be, but there was some talk that yeah, was like, hey, it, these guys it, are going it, to it be was, very it wasn't, similar it wasn't, style players. It wasn't 1-2, it was like 1-A, 1-B. Like, it's not. Maybe maybe 1-A, 1-C. Yeah, but, but it's not but it was that close. far off. And it that, was close. that might be to his detriment, too, it constantly to being compared to McDavid as well, right? Because, you, yes, th- that, to my point, is he's not that level of player no and, and he's and shown you, that now we're six seasons in this is not a small sample size and you're talking about that trade like a team isn't going to offer that much because they're also saying i'm taking on that contract you know what i mean it's a lot of money to take on especially yeah. in this market and the pandemic situation you're just and not going to get four players for one guy and taking on that contract it's not going to happen especially right now like you said and then you just go look like i understand jack eichel's a lot younger than like a guy like mika zibanejad who's one of the names that was thrown into this trade as a rumor mika's been in the league 10 years you know he scored 40 goals yeah you know, he's put up 75 points in Eichel, uh, 74 two seasons ago. Eichel's, Eichel's been in 70 points uh, twice as well. 78 points last season, 82 points the season before that. So, like, recently Eichel's been coming on a little bit more, but still, like, it's not quite – it's not quite there. It's not what it should be the for what value, you're paying. I think the perceived value yeah. outside of is still based around that whole draft situation exactly. and talk. And I think uh, – now, I'm not saying he couldn't no, they, he put could, up numbers he, on he, a better team yeah, with some other talent or absolutely. a more stable organization. But right now, his value right now, you're still going to have to sell people on that upside to be able to get that type of return. And I think a lot of that was probably – this is something we've learned on Pat Show with – Teams talking about trades and how they work the media yeah. is, you know, the Sabres probably putting that out there to say, hey, look, if you want this guy, come get him. But it's going to take a massive, massive haul. The thing is, teams aren't going to be willing to pay that because he's not worth it. And they have to ask for that because they can't spin it to their fans that they got rid of this guy for absolutely nothing. as more of a, a salary dump. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you look, I mean, the Rangers were the leading destination. You look, there's some other places that would probably be Who interested. Who else is on the list? Mon- Montreal is a name that comes to mind just out of yeah. my head because they're a team that's always been looking for a first-line center, and Eichel brings that Columbus. They haven't a, really had someone since Pacioretty left. 
Columbus is yeah that big name like yeah. that. Columbus is going to be looking for someone after moving on from Pierre Luc Dubois. Yeah, maybe this is a situation if you could sell Line A on playing in Buffalo, you won't. No. But you could talk to him about it, and you know Buffalo would have to sign him on a after the trade and agree to an extension and whatnot. But you know you just look around the league and you look at teams who need a number one center. Nashville is another team that could use yeah. a center. Ryan Johansson has not worked out how they thought he would. Uh, even like the Islanders, they have. They have solid centers and depth there, but they don't have like a true number one guy. Uh, it's the the market isn't huge for Eichel. I'd assume a lot of teams would call, but I don't know if a lot of teams would be able to a pick up a salary and meet the demands yeah. in terms of what Buffalo would want back. While also saying that Buffalo should kind of temper their expectations, you're not going to be getting a Gretzky like return. You know, it's not a king's ransom, it's, and you're always going to good. It's a great player, is what it is. It's you're, a great player. You're always going to value him higher because you drafted him as well. You've had him his whole career. Like another team doesn't care about any of that. Absolutely. And then now, even this might be. I can't. I'd have to look. I don't know if Bottero was there when he was drafted. This might be the third GM since he's been there. It's at least the second. Yeah. So you know, loyalty isn't as strong as it once was. Now, granted, you worry about moving a guy like that. You still got to sell tickets, and I know they're not. Right now, they just opened up in New York to to a limited capacity, but you're going to have to sell tickets looking for the future because we learned from Pierre Maguire how much the NHL relies on gate revenue to succeed and thrive. And, uh, boy, if you can't sell tickets, if you don't have a guy like that, a name, it's very tough. Even in a market like that where those people will go uh, to see crap on the ice if they have to. They'll stick through the thick and thin. you got to reward them at some point. You got to It would just rip their hearts out, I think, if you were to trade Eichel. He goes on and becomes something with somebody else, and then they're, they're still showing up for what? For what? You've just stomped all over their hearts, pissed Nothing. on their back, Tell, told them it's raining. It's over. So I don't think Eichel is going to be on the move this season, especially with everything nah. that's going on the – the shortened season. Maybe in the offseason when they know there's going to be fans next year and everything, I could see it happening a little bit more. Teams got some more money. Bingo. The offseason is where you look for something like this to go down around draft time. This would be a big-time situation around draft where you can massage the cap hits and make it fit and make it work and everything. Uh, speaking of another thing that I think should go down in the offseason, Columbus has been on the bit of a schneid, as you like to say, recently. Unfortunately. Uh, John Tortorella spoke to the media. Yarmo Kokalainen, their GM, spoke to the media. And uh, Yarmo came out and basically gave the old vote of confidence to Torts. Said, look, I understand things aren't going well right now, but he's our guy. Uh, how long do you give it before they just chop Torts' head off and let it roll down the My street? My only issue is, like we talked about with the Kraken, when Bruce Boudreaux put his name out there. Yep. What, do you, what are you going to replace him with? And I think that's something teams don't think about. So, like, if you get rid of Torts, what, what, who is going to do better than him with that team? You're, that's the key part right there. That team, yeah, because they don't have uh, a lot of high end talent. No, they like are as a far team as, that is built to play the way Tortorella wants to play. He's squeezed everything you games. can out of that team for years. Now, granted, they get Line A and they got Roslovic and they got basically an injection of skill and talent with those guys. Yeah. But, but like you mentioned. I don't think Boudreaux's the guy to come in there and t- and take that roster no. and turn it into a contender. This is this is something that they would have to spend an off season. It's an off season move because if you fire Torts in season, you bring up somebody, you're basically just punting on the season anyways. I think Torts still, if you give him enough, yeah, I think he can get you there to at least 
battle and contend for the you know one of the bottom spots in the in the wild card. But if the they if they choose to get rid of him, I mean, hey, Seattle Kraken. You want to start a franchise? Get yeah, torts in true. there. That, that, like that's, not, a, that's not, a named hire who would gonna, bring eyes to the he's franchise. He's not going to be out of a job. No, I don't I mean? think so either. But I just think you wait till the offseason to make that move with torts because you're going to have to retool that roster in a way that would be acceptable for a new coach. There aren't yeah. guys out there. Uh, like like we talked about a couple episodes ago with Babcock taking the going back to college teaching the kids. So he was on NHL NH or sorry NBC Sports yeah. last night. He was doing the studio oh, work for for the Penguins game. Yeah, he is still doing it now. Remember, we talked very early on how he only had a limited number of appearances. I think it was like three to five appearances to do this, and he wasn't. I'll be honest, he was not terrible. No, at the he, studio he can work. talk. He's decent. It, I mean, it sounded a little bit like he had marbles in his mouth. Yeah. But compared to what they usually have on there, I like actually. He was Pat, a, it was a bit refreshing to hear. Patrick Sharp is actually Sharp's very great. Good. He I struggled very Sharp. early on. Yeah, I was, still remember he the got first, crushed early. First year they brought him in and he struggled early. Yeah. But now, also, dude, have you seen his jawline and his hair? His he weapon, might be. He might weapon. be the most handsome dude. He's definitely the most handsome dude on NBC Sports Network. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's tough. Sharpie kills it on there. Uh, but I'm just going back and I'm looking at the Blue Jackets Schneid here. And, you know, after the vote of confidence and everything, they come out and they beat up the Red Wings pretty good. Yeah. Which isn't saying much because the Wings have been pretty shitty this year. But you look, they lost to the Preds twice in a row. They lost to the Blackhawks. They got shut up by the Blackhawks. Uh, when they barely edged out the Blackhawks the game before that in a shootout, lost to the Preds again. Uh, it, you know, the Preds aren't exactly lighting the world on fire no. this season. So I can see where the frustration comes in. And Torts has been there a while now. I think it's that situation where his act is probably wearing a little thin yep. on the roster. It happens. I don't know how Columbus fans feel about him, though, to be honest. I think they enjoy him. I think I they think like so him. Because he, he, he got them into the playoffs, right? And he's taken them on. He, he got them their first franchise playoff series win yeah okay so he's gotten them into the dance and he's kind of raised them up out of the depths of a they're relevant they're a relevant nhl team. he's brought them into yeah. relevancy and it's not all him but it's a lot of him there wasn't they weren't doing much without him but and that's the problem with torts is you get a lot of them and his act runs <laughs> it runs dry players tune him out they can't handle it anymore but i mean him in vancouver i mean he never it never worked at all. No, that was a quick Like, one. it was fucking that he was, was a quick done. But look what he did with the Rangers. Yeah. He took the Rangers from a bad situation into a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So, you, you live with them, you die with them. I think the Blue Jackets need to do just that. Live with him or die with him for the rest of the season. Reevaluate in the offseason. Unless it gets uncontrollably bad. I mean, if Torts starts doing some old Torts things. Yeah, I mean, it, but I don't I don't see him doing there was that. A, I mean, remember there was talk that he wanted out yeah. that because he benched Dubois, yeah. and then they get Line in the trade, and then he benches Line in his like one of his first games. Like There was talk Torts was basically self-sabotaging to get out. Yeah. I didn't understand that either because like, that's a guy who lives to work. So what's he going to do? Like you said, he's not going to be out of work long, no. but at that time there wasn't... What else is there? It's not like there were... A, flush with other openings throughout the league uh speaking of other openings throughout the league uh we saw some news recently that jim rutherford's ready to work again in the league former pens gm okay now he went on take long he went on the cam and strick podcast which is cam jansen you know remember former tough guy used to fucking bang dude throw them things and then uh 
Andy Strickland. And he had some interesting things to say. I got a clip here I want to play of Jimmy Rutherford uh, talking about his time in Pittsburgh and some of the trades he made because, you know, he was, like, trade heavy. He loved trade. He never saw a trade he didn't like to make. So let, let's, I'll play this real quick and listen to this. I want to get your thoughts on these two clips. Back and uh, But I also make trades understanding that it should work for both sides, and sometimes it's not going to work for us. And I make a lot of trades, so I'm not going to get them all right. When I don't get one right, I'm not afraid to say it. And I move on. I move the player out in a, in a different deal and move on. So as long as you're not trying to make trades to always win the trade, you can you can make enough trades to make your team better. And uh, Okay, that was the first one. Let's, let's think about that real quick. I mean, you... Whether you believe that or not, I don't think that's something you should say. Jimmy, you, you want to win every trade Jimmy, you make. You like, want to crush the other general manager. Yeah. You want to find the franchise that is run by a stooge and take advantage and pick his pockets clean. Yeah. What are we doing? So you could see why the thought was okay, maybe it's time is he for a fresh it? start in Pittsburgh. Now, I just don't know what, what you get from saying something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I will say, to his credit... I mean, I guess he's this just is, telling the this truth. Is, he is telling the truth, <laughs> which he's known to do. And this is a long-held philosophy of his, because if you remember, when Jordan Stahl was potentially coming up, he had one year left on his contract in Pittsburgh. He was traded to Carolina, yeah, right? Because yeah. his brother Eric played there. Jim Rutherford was the GM at the time of Carolina. Now, he could have waited till the end of the season, and everyone knew Jay Stahl was going to Carolina. It was no. It was not a well kept secret. Everyone knew that was going to happen. He could have waited and signed him for nothing, but he didn't. He made a trade with Pittsburgh and he gave them a first overall pick, the eighth overall pick, which ended up being Derek Pouliot. Uh, that didn't work out exactly very well. No. But he also included Brian Dumoulin, who at the time had been a second round pick of Carolina, who became a very serviceable NHL defenseman. So like you, you give Rothford credit for that. As a Penguins fan, yeah. But at the same time, if you're a Hurricanes fan, you're like, if this guy would have waited twelve more months, we get stall for free, and we get to keep Dumoulin, yeah, and we get an eighth overall pick. Like that—that that should not be the mindset. No, of you, your, I, of your I general mean, manager. That's the outlook of a fan, maybe. That's good. That what that is. That's good for the league. Yeah. Right. That's oh, it's all fair, and we like to make things fair. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a term in hockey. It's called a hockey trade. A hockey trade is when you trade. Uh, two players f- for no prospects included. You're trading a guy from my roster to a guy from your yep. roster, and both those guys are going to continue to play. You don't have to be up or sent down. Like a hockey trade is a guy that can help uh, a trade that helps out both teams in the short term and hopefully in the long term. Okay, so Rutherford, to his credit, did like to make hockey trades, but he also liked to give up first round picks and assets from the Penguins organization, which you had to do. You had to do it at the time. I don't disagree with any of that. But he, he wasn't great at backfilling that. You get rid of the first-round picks, you can't draft the player, but you got to find other ways to bring in players to fill those minor leagues in those depth positions. This was the other Different thing. guys that have their ideas. And, you know, you should try to get an extra pick, or you should try to get a second-round pick instead of a fourth or whatever. And I said, guys, when you do these deals, it's got to be fair for both sides. You know, don't 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 try to don't try to win a deal too bad. Try to make it fair for both sides. That doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you lose a deal, sometimes you win a deal. But when you're making it, the important thing is that you think it's fair for both sides. 
No, Jim. Yeah, that's not. No. That's actually not what you're looking. You try for. and win the deal. You try and gouge the other GM <laughs> for an extra get, pick. So you're telling me if someone offered this guy and he they offered him and he goes, yeah, that's not fair for you. I'll throw in another guy. Like that. That's what I'm hearing. I don't think it was to that level. It, that's what it feels. But like. I think it was to, in a sense, like okay, we're gonna make this trade. And his assistant GMs, he mentions Bill Guerin. There's a longer version of this clip he mentioned. But, and, and Bill Guerin and other assistant GMs and guys in the organization were like, well, Jim, well, you know, we could probably get, like, a fourth rounder with that. Maybe even, like, a second if we push hard enough. And then Jim, ah, no, nah, that's that's not really fair. We don't want to take advantage. Yes, you do. Yeah. This is a cutthroat business. And, if, and you, if you ask, what's the worst they can say? No. Exactly. You want to. Pick their pockets. You want to wipe them clean. Take everything they got, Jim. That is wild. When you got a championship window that is closing, like the Penguins one is, and potentially may have, who knows? You can't be playing fair and trying to make nice with everyone in the league. And that's why everyone says Jim Rutherford's such a great guy. Well, of course he is. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging out party favors all over the league. Like, here we go. Like, come on, Jim. Let's figure that out. So after hearing that, it makes me feel a little bit better about that whole situation. Yeah, makes and him sense. stepping down and Ron Hextall taking over, because I know Hextall. Yeah, Hextall he ain't, out, He's to, he ain't out to play so nice Brian Burke. and mean, make Brian fair Burke. trades. Brian Burke don't give a shit about anybody. No, those guys want to win trades. Yeah. Win Gump. What are we doing? You think Sidney Crosby wants to hear about? Making trades fair for other teams and playing nice. Yeah, we'll throw we'll throw throw in a second rounder for you. You probably need it. This other guy stinks. Speaking of Sid, we hope he's all right. He was placed on the T's and protocol P's, list. Sid. T's, T's and Ps, my friend. Hang in there, pal. Although the Penguins looked absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there's without him, dismantling the Flyers. They look good. Carter Hart made two like ten bell saves. Though I can't I can't bash the Flyers completely. Carter Hart did play. A, he had some good saves despite uh, the onslaught that was coming from the Penguins. Kasperi Kapanen, two goal, two goals. The cheeks were clapping in for Kasperi last night. He was rolling. God, I, it was so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch hockey when your team is rolling. Yeah, when you, when your when your team gets buzzing, you can tell. It's just a especially when you know they're capable of playing at a much higher level than back they had in been. the stadium too. Fans were back. Right. It was the first night the fans were back. It was so good to hear "Party Hard" back as the goal song. Buzzing a bit, man. Speaking of coming back, Zidane Chara tonight is back in Beantown. His first game against the Bruins in Boston Get as a member of the Washington Capitals. Get video Gavel. up on the screen. <laughs> Legend. Now, they've played the Blue Bruins already, I think, twice, maybe three times, definitely twice in Washington. He scored a goal in one of those games. But now, what do you, like, he's definitely going to get the huge tribute oh, on yeah. the screen. So he should. You think maybe a little uh, – what do you think? Is it just, just a wave? Because he's pretty, uh, you don't think pretty friendly take guy. Lid off? Will he take the lid off and we give a tip of the cap? He'll probably just do No tears. Wave. I don't think Zidane's nah. going to tear up at all. Nah. But, man. Legend. Could you imagine having just a franchise icon like that and then just telling him to piss off and run out of town and go play for uh, Peanuts somewhere else? Set, what, 750 In fairness, the Bees haven't really missed a beat. They look great, and their back end is filled with a bunch of young studs. I mean, but, man, it's, it's like... Still, I, it's still a veteran leader. You know, you get into those... You get into the playoffs. You get into that grind. Just a guy like that in the locker room, man. Like, even the Rangers, they don't talk about it much, but how much did they miss Lundqvist just being in that locker room? You have room? to. You have to. And it's, it, Lundqvist was – his play had declined so much. Though. Oh, yeah. And Char's play has declined. But he's still, like – 
He's so big, he still eats up ice and is serviceable on a third pair. Yeah. And, God, he's a monster on the penalty kill. Absolutely. How can you – like, I was mad the Penguins weren't in on And maybe they were, but nothing ever came out about Like, how can you not be in on that guy? I'm surprised someone didn't offer – unless he just said fuck it and took the capital. I would offer. not be surprised if someone offered him a like, slightly more. You think someone had to offer at least a mil, you know what I mean? You would hope. But I can understand wanting to take a little bit less – at this point in your career, to go to a team like Washington. Uh, Vasilevsky, you were asking earlier, before we jumped on here, you were talking about who do we think is the best team in the league right now? And points-wise, it's Toronto. But you still think it's Tampa. You think they're not getting enough respect. Vasilevsky, three straight shutouts. I just don't get why they don't get, like... Three straight. Has a lot of goal in three games. They literally won the cup last year. Like... Like, shouldn't we just keep talking about them? You know what I mean? It does like, feel like they're and falling I know off the radar a everyone bit. wants to see the Leafs do well. Toronto hasn't been good forever. I get it. It's good for the league. I get it. But the reigning Stanley Cup champ is still rolling here. Like, let's give them some credit. Even guys that have come on come on Pat's show, like Eddie Eddie O. He didn't That's he didn't yeah. mention them. Who'd he say? Vegas, Bruins, yeah, and I forget the third, but it wasn't Tampa Bay. Yeah, so I I look at they're fifteen and four. Their goals for seventy one, their goals against thirty that's a differential plus thirty two, that's absolutely insane. They're nine and one at home, seven and three in their last ten. Yeah. Like this team isn't going anywhere. They're wagging. But that's probably what they want though. Yeah. Sleeves I mean, right under the yeah, radar. No sweat off rolling. their backs, man. No drama. They could, the, be, they'll, they could be better. Like, they didn't even have Stamkos last year. Yeah, and now they don't have Kucherov. Right. And it doesn't matter. They just keep rolling. So good for Tampa Bay. It's, you know, it's a city that uh, really needs this right now. Their embarrassment of riches that they have right now. They, they, I shouldn't say, they've struggled for a long time. Yeah, I mean. Years and years for a while. of pretty bad hockey and football, and good for them for finally figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jackets also had fans. Look at the notes here. Blue Jackets also had fans of sins, and I believe the, we talked last episode about the Islanders were getting them. Yeah, uh, Rangers. In the March the Rangers. The Garden was had alive again. Yeah. That looked awesome. Uh, we should mention this earlier when we talking about Eichel. The Rangers fans were actually chanting, "We want Eichel," <laughs> in the middle of the game, which was, you know, you got to respect yeah. that. Come on over. Do you do you really though? Like, do you really want to gut your roster to to bring in Jack? I don't it's know if just, they want that. It's I think just you, too much. I think you stay patient, give it one more year. Rangers fans, look at this offseason, see what's out there, yeah. and I think you can you know make the improvements you need with little pickups here and there. I don't think you need to go for the gusto with a guy like Eichel. I think when you see fans coming back into the stadium and an off season with a full season on the horizon, I think you'll see a lot of trades in the off season. Yeah. You need you need that, and that's a big thing, anyways. Like we always hear, always hear that at trade deadline time. You're like, all right, we're gonna see all these moves. This guy's gonna go here. This guy, and then you see like Dre or, yeah. and Freege come out, and they're like, well, you know, this really feels like an off season move, an off season situation. Yeah. And then we're all like, oh, come on, fuck, like we need something now. Yeah. But when you think about it, it really makes sense. Let the cap settle, figure out because uh, guys regress and guys progress. Unless you're in need, unless you're really in need of one, you think one guy is going to put you over to get to the cup or whatever, then you're just not going to see very that many rarely teams. Is that the situation? No. Uh, one more thing here. I wanted to touch on uh, that. We talk about the Vegas golden Knights and I wanted to talk about, their game against Minnesota because Minnesota had won six straight. They were coming in looking for seven straight. They were down 5-4 with like a minute left to the wild. 
and Zach Parise, long-time member of the Wild, great American hockey player, former Devil, son of an NHLer, J.P. Parise. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mother. (laughs) Was on the ice and was allegedly supposed to go for a line change and basically waved the bench off and said, fuck it, I'm staying out here. He logged a minute 30 shift. And in that shift, Max Pacioretty slides a puck across the ice. Uh, Parise gets a piece of it, but doesn't able to stop it. Mark Stone gets the puck and buries it. Game time goal with 30 seconds left. Uh, Vegas goes on to win in overtime. That was Monday night. It's now Wednesday night. These two teams are playing again. Zach Parise, long-time NHL vet, paid a lot of money to play for the Wild when he became a free agent, went up to Minnesota, chose them out of a lot of other teams. There were a lot of teams in the league that were looking out for Zach Parise. He's a healthy scratch. Second time in 16 years? That is wild to me. And I understand the production isn't quite what it once was. He's not the 40-goal sniper he was anymore. He's got nine points on the year in 19 games. Okay. That's still. I don't think you – even – I don't think you healthy scratch that guy. No. That's a guy who's earned that situation to say, I'm staying out here on the ice. And you're the Minnesota Wild. And you're the Minnesota Wild. Like, let's be honest here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. <sighs> Not many players want chose to go and play for your franchise when they could. This guy's been there a long time. He's from Minnesota, yeah. isn't he? Like, who who gives a shit, man? Like, uh, yeah, you can't just, scratch him. You just can't do it. He is. He's from Minneapolis. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. Like, I just don't get, you're not going to, he's not a young guy that you healthy scratch and you go, you know, you'll, you'll come back stronger from the, you're going to learn from this, Zach. What are you going to do? Be better next sit game. him down. You know what I mean? It's just, there's no need for it. I'm not going to go as far as to say they spit in his face. I, I will. You'll say that? I will. Absolutely. You heard it. Gump says the Minnesota Wild spit in American-born hockey legend Zach Parise's face. American legend, my friend. You're just saying that because he's American. You don't really care. <laughs> That's tough, though. That is a tough thing to the stomach. And uh, I'm sure he'll bounce back and he'll be fine eventually. But, man, that's got to piss you off it. a little bit. You just don't need to do it. It's unnecessary. I, I get it. It's probably not even about him, right? It's probably they're trying to set a culture there and, yeah. and they got some we'll, young we'll, kids we'll, there. We'll scratch anybody. See this? Yeah. See this? We'll scratch anybody. Which, in a situation where you already struggle to get free agents and big-name players to come there, that's probably not the best way to go about it. But, you know, we'll to see. To each their own. We'll see how to it works out. We'll be own. keeping an eye on it. We'll yeah. see how – maybe this isn't I, – because I will admit I have not watched every single Wild game. This, maybe this isn't Parise's first transgression. But even then, even then, I think you give him the courtesy of, ah, yeah, he's banged up tonight. He's got a lower body. Yeah. You don't got to blast it out there, healthy scratch. He's – don't like it. Don't like it. No, thank you. What I do like is when you follow us on Twitter. Oh. Which you can do at That's Hockey Talk. You can follow Gump at Boba Gumpino. All the highlights Nicolato. on there. All the hockey highlights. We try, every man. night. Every night, all night long. Every hockey we highlight. We try and find every is good on highlight that we can Twitter. find and get it up there for you to watch and enjoy and follow along with the games. Uh, and, and for a while, we were doing clips on YouTube, like I said, the beginning of the show. Now we're doing full episodes. Uh, I will tweet out a link from That's Hockey Talk. I'll tweet it out from my own personal accounts as well to the page because it's not actually – because it's so new. Billy Tubes was explaining this to me because it's so new of a page. Lord Tubes. We weren't actually able to register That's Hockey Talk page yet. It's there. It just doesn't show up. 
Just I click guess. the link. Just click the link. So we'll have a link we will send out. You watch the episode. whole damn thing now. Because a lot of people, I was surprised. I was pleasantly I was surprised at well. the amount of people that asked because, you know, we're just a couple stooges here rambling on about puck. Yeah. Nothing wrong with talking puck. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. All right. Follow along with us on Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. We thank you guys so much for rocking with us. AQ will be back with us next week. He he remains dedicated to the show, Super Bowl champion AQ. He had some things to take care of this week, but he said he's back and ready to go. Next week he's back in Arizona, so he's got the time difference to work out. But we're excited to see his big bald face on the screen. And uh, thanks to our guy Mitt, who I will be shouting out more because Mitt's back there working the cameras. He, was, he didn't have a chance to get involved as much before, but now that we're going to be a full-time YouTube show, there's going to be a little more work back there for him to do. That would be Mitt. We'll fire up the mic and let him talk a little. I should actually admit, do you have any comment on the Avalanche, uh, your new favorite team? We did the Twitter poll early in the season. You you have become an Avs fan. That one. That one. No. What's up? Which one is this? Nah. It, well, he's a video guy. You know, the mics are he's, – he's figuring that out. I bet, man. All right, yeah, no, the Avalanche are due right now. We are. Uh, they stink. Due. They're due. We're hitting a little bit of a, as you would say, a little bit of a schneid. Here. Hey, a little bit of an icy patch, if you know what I mean, huh, Mitt? <laughs> Five, four, and one in their last ten. The Avs will pick it up, no doubt about it. They got some, they got some studs there, yeah, so they'll be all right. Talk to me when you're on a schneid like the Stars, pal. Take it easy. Oh, boy. We didn't get to talk about your stars. Don't need Save to. Save it for next, next week when maybe we pick it up a bit. All right. Thanks for rocking with us. That's Hockey Talk.